What is up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. It is, uh, what is today's date? Man, I was going to try and switch it up. It's it the is uh, 17th the of March. The 17th it's, of it's March. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Oh. Hey, you went for the accent last the week, last The look of the Irish, oh, laddie. Yeah. Um, Sorry. That's all you're getting this week. Um, you're wearing green. I'm not. I am wearing green. I made sure I put on my Oakland A's hat today. You nope. have nothing. You have a Yankees sweatshirt on. but. I yeah. We really should have our Sacramento Kings hats on because the Sacramento Kings is what we're here to talk about today and uh you know they just we're we're recording pretty shortly after uh the Kings just took that very exciting win over the Washington Wizards. Uh let's just start there. Fourth I mean quarter Fox. <laughs> yeah, fourth, fourth quarter, quarter Fox, Fox, man. What what a performance from De'Aaron Fox. I mean, it's pretty unfortunate that it took um, what appeared like it was going to be a pretty major collapse in order for us to get the De'Aaron Fox game winner, or uh, what ended up being the De'Aaron Fox game winner. Um, it was uh, good to see, though. Good to see De'Aaron still has that clutch gene in him. Yeah, it's it's uh, coming off the last couple of games against Atlanta and Charlotte where the Kings had a 14-point lead, I believe, against, uh, was it Atlanta they had a 14-point lead? And they had a, no, it was a 15-point lead. No, it was 14 against Atlanta, 15 against Charlotte, so that brings us back to tonight, 11-point lead. So was I right on that? Yes, you were 14 against Atlanta, and I'm getting Charlotte, 15 against Charlotte. Yeah, same thing tonight. They had an 11-point lead. It looked like they were kind of running away with it late. To me, I thought the game was over, which is not smart of me to think. But when I'm writing recaps, I just kind of – I usually have a feeling when things are going to be over. And uh, I didn't think they were going to end this way, but it, it just felt like a game the Kings were going to win, which I can't say I felt the same against Atlanta, especially not against Atlanta, because other than the first quarter, they played horrible. But uh, even the last game against Charlotte, it just never seemed like that tone was there. And tonight from the beginning, you just kind of could sense it. I think having Tyrese in the starting lineup really brought a boost to the team. And uh, obviously De'Aaron, like you said, clutch gene. Yes, sir. Is that, do you think, because people will probably will think that the Miami put-back dunk is probably the best De'Aaron Fox game winner. Is this second or... Can you, can Do you count the Minnesota one, the Minnesota free throw? Well, that tied it. Um, that, guess, that went yeah. to overtime. Um, he had two Miami game winners, no? Didn't he have one at home as well? He had the dunk. That was a the, tie, The dunk too. was sick. So that was also a tie to go to overtime against Miami. Yeah. The, the one where he had our, uh, Golden 1. Yeah, Golden 1. Yeah, so as one. far as the game winners, he has uh, Philly when he was a rookie. Yep. He has Miami on the road. Yep. Is this only his third game winner then? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, he definitely has – I mean, in memory, he has a lot of – and I, I was talking to you about that. Uh, we, we watched him hit that the shot against uh, Washington together just a couple minutes ago, and I was just talking to you about how it's it's kind of been a while since he's had one of those opportunities. Obviously, the Kings have kind of uh, been streaking of recent, but they really haven't had many um, – game winner opportunities and you know De'Aaron in his first two or three seasons it felt like you know he was hit he was coming by him once a month or something like that and, and pulling through well it's been a minute because so yeah as far as game winners go he has like a handful but mm-hmm. the, he has several of those they game, track that officially right yeah, yeah. Uh, clutch and like coming down the clutch and stuff like that um but the game tying field goal against Minnesota the game tying field goal against Miami at home the game tying field goal against the Brooklyn Nets at home a couple years ago with the floater as time expired. Yep. Um, he has that clutch gene. And again, the Kings have not had many games this year where we have the ball down by one or down by two or tied with however many seconds left. 
the games have not been that close, sadly. Yeah. They've been close, but not close enough. They've been the Kings down by eight with like a minute left, or the Kings blowing a lead. Like They're the team that's getting game winners hit on them. Uh, you know, shout out Charlotte again for that one. <laughs> I never want to see Charlotte again. No. Like, I never want to see Charlotte. Yeah, both of those games were just not not good for us. No, like, and we'll get into a reason why specifically the Charlotte game was not good for us. But uh, as far as tonight goes, do you think, and again, I don't want to touch on it too much because later we're going to talk about it too. As a Kings fan and employee working for the state, are you happy? Not a Kings employee. Well, not an employee working for the station. Come on now, man. Someone who covers the Kings for a job. (laughs) Are you happy they won tonight, or like, are you happy they won? Yes, I mean, I'm. uh, Yeah, I I am. I am happy they won. I I was hoping Darren Fox was going to hit that shot and the game was going to end with a Kings victory. Like, I mean, I don't understand how you could watch that game and then be like. It's one thing if you want to be like, it's okay if we lose. Even then, I guess, you know, you could have, you know, people have issues with accepting losing as, you know, as as acceptable. Um, but, you know, I understand that, you know, people like to view things in, in the bigger realm of things. And, you know, obviously losing is good for your draft position and all that. But, uh, no, like during the game, there's no reason why as the Kings are stuck at 110 and they're just missing shots you should be like well they might as well just keep on missing and lose yeah. this game like you should root for them to hold leads that they have it's a different thing for sure i mean you know if the kings are getting blown out and it's like well let's just continue to get blown you know what's the point in fighting back i get that but yeah. you know like you should not be rooting i mean even then no. like you really should not be rooting for I them to it. not try to win the game unless it is clearly out of reach because I mean, and here's another thing that we can talk about later, too. I mean, the, the teams, a lot of the time, not a lot of the time, actually, but the, the team is pretty pretty often at a, uh, at a talent disadvantage. Um, and so it takes, you know, you see, even on a night like tonight, it takes everybody all hands on deck. I think all the starters were in double digits tonight. Um, yeah. Or today, I should say. 16 or more, all of them. Yeah. Um, and it, it just takes a village, man. It's never, it's never going to be... Uh, Two guys just carrying the team to a win. No, and I, I really can't watch the Kings and, and oh, come on. How about no. you? I'm sorry. Wait, but no, how about you? I mean, the, I know you you no, definitely lean towards the winning side, well, yeah, wanting I, them to win. I but. can't watch a game and say, oh, I hope they miss a shot. Or I, I hope the Kings are on a 10 2 run. They're by four. They got to lose this game. They got to lose this game. If we come down to the last week and a half of the season and we're flirting with the four or fifth worst record, then yeah, maybe all and we're out of the playoff race and yeah. that, we're not gonna I'm not saying I want us to make the playoffs. It's just like I like this team. I don't want them to lose. It's naturally just a part of me. I don't want them to lose, but uh I get it's also good if they do lose. That's which is why it's a win win for me. If they win, I'm happy because I like to watch them win. If they lose, hey, it's gonna help their draft position. And could that mean they end up in the limbo we've talked about so many times, which is like a ten, eleventh pick? Maybe. But here's one thing I can guarantee. We don't have any control over that. You don't have any control over that. <laughs> I don't. People listening to this don't have any control over it. So I'm not going to stress over wins or losses, really. I'm just enjoying watching the games. And tonight was fun. I had a lot of fun watching that last. It wasn't fun watching Washington come back on that run. For sure. And watching I mean, Westbrook march in and just put that layup in with 20 seconds left. But that's. I mean, that's just... The identity of the Kings yeah. not being a good team. I he mean, a good right team in. puts the that game away 
easy. You know, that's it, that's a that's a fifteen to ten, you know, ten to fifteen point win for a good team every day of the week. It's so exciting to watch De'Aaron Fox have the ball in his hands with twenty seconds left and a chance to win the game. We don't see that very often. The Kings don't give us many games where we can watch a player with the ball in his hands with a chance to win the game. And that was fun, and it was just as fun watching Westbrook throw that garbage yeah, pass away exactly. in the game. Because we've we've been what on that hell? side, we've been on the side where it's like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess this game is over now because we are unable to even get what the a hell playoff. was that? I mean, that guy is that's what that guy does. I mean, he he's he's a little bit past his prime. I mean, that was that was definitely excessive. That was. That was pretty extra terrible, but who was he trying to hit? Was he trying to? He hit? He was trying to hit uh, Denny, I think. Denny, well, Denny Advia, I think. Uh, I think Avid- Avidia, Avidia. I don't know. Uh, um, but yeah, he just—I mean—he threw it straight to Luke Walton's feet. Like it was not even close. And uh, for the game to, it, it wasn't right for the game to, you know, end like that. But I'll sure as hell take it. I am not complaining about that one bit because. <laughs> Big time, like you really you cleared that one. Shaq up. and a fool is gonna get <laughs> their hands on that. That's one. honestly like that's past Shaq. Tragic Bronson. Like that's where like Shaq and a fool is kind of like oh like look at this guy throw like try and pass and yeah. oh it hit his head like homeboy threw the ball out of bounds that for game just like to that's, nobody. That, that's past Shaq and a fool. That that's just, like just bad, bro. Like are you in third grade? Like. <laughs> I don't know. And the way he froze after it, too, it just, it's... Oh, he just stood there. He was, like, just like out of bounds, like... Uh, injected into my veins. I uh, He saw the Twitter feed rolling through his yeah. brain right there. He was yeah. like, damn. Well, the way that you... The Wob way is probably You summed it up this. perfectly with your SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks! Oh, my phone ready like that. Let me see. It's just like that scene from SpongeBob where... I can't remember who's doing stand-up or what, but... SpongeBob is doing stand-up, man. He's doing oh, stand-up at, at the... Uh, at this the is, it's when he makes fun of... Man, I can go I'm off sorry. for a minute on this. It's the episode where uh, where SpongeBob is... Uh, actually, Mr. Krabs is doing like a open mic night, and, and SpongeBob makes uh, makes fun of Sandy for because squirrel squirrels is dumb, as we all know. Uh, squir- <laughs> squirrels aren't the smartest animals, so uh, SpongeBob makes fun of them. And uh, yeah, he drops a. Uh... Oh, there it is. There we go. And I got a text right in the middle of it. It's all right. We can maybe roll audio over it actually yeah, if you want. That might be more clean. We'll figure it out. Figure oh. it out in post. Anyways, point, point the is, point is that guy sucks. This guy stinks. This guy, uh, it was not good. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, Kings will take that win, however the hell they can get it. Because yeah. uh, I think Tyrese had a quote too. Let me pull it up. Tyrese had a quote I saw post game, uh, which summed up tonight's game. As far as let's find it, I'll read it out to you because we'll take an <laughs> ugly win. Clears airtime here. We'll take an ugly win before a pretty loss. That's what Tyrese said. Because, yeah, these guys want to win. They don't care about a draft pick. They never do. People don't get that about tanking teams or teams that are quote-unquote not trying to win. The players don't want to lose. You don't get out there and you want to lose the game because you might have a chance of drafting some kid who may or may not be a great player. They don't care. They don't give a damn about any of that stuff. They're out there to win. And if you have Tyrese Halliburton's and De'Aaron Fox's and Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald's out on the floor, and, and Rashawn Holmes, specifically that five. That five, number one, is a good five. Like, as far as NBA talent goes, those are five good players. Well, maybe four good players and one good shooter. Okay, that was shots fired. I mean, man, oh, man. I, I didn't even <laughs> say anything. I just let you go there. 
I mean, yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I think. I mean, I, it's I true, think those though. are five guys who are playing on any NBA roster. Those guys can find can find. I mean, obviously, we're hearing about you know how coveted Harrison Barnes is. Last week, we talked about how uh, Rashawn Holmes is one of those guys that all thirty NBA teams want. Tyrese Halliburton. How many times have we heard how all whatever? I think the number keeps doing. You know, the mellow ball is fine and whatever. But ten teams at least are upset that they passed on Halliburton. Um, you know, yeah, those are all, which is also something that the Kings haven't always been able to say. I didn't mean, um, th- I didn't mean to throw heat at no, Buddy like that. No, it's all good. Please that's that's come, what this is for. We, we throw shots. We, we just try and see if anybody hears them. No, but you're totally right. It's um, my, my my point being, those guys want to win games. They're not going to be out there to lose. They're not going to try to blow games late. They're not going to Russell Westbrook those games away and throw a ball away late. They might blow a 15 point lead, but they're not going to. You know they're not going to be that yeah. bad. No, I think uh, I, I think there's a cliche out there that's like, you know, play. Uh, what is it? Players don't tank, organizations do. Yeah, so like you know, yeah. which hey, they might come out and trade Harrison Barnes and, and Buddy Heal for cheap next week, uh, this week, tomorrow, tonight. They might trade Rashawn Holmes. Who knows? That would be officially like waving the white flag. But as of right now, whether fans like it or not, the team is not waving the white flag because. Everyone's still here. They're winning game. Game. I was gonna say they're game. They're winning game. I was gonna say games, but now I'm saying singular. They're <laughs> winning a game. They're winning game. And who knows? They have a rough back to back this weekend. They have Boston and Philly. I am assuming rough. that's going to be very rough. Is Embiid gonna be back this weekend? Uh I don't think so, no. Are they still out because of health and safety protocols? No, uh Embiid hurt his leg. Really? Yeah, he uh he fell very, very awkwardly on his uh I think I was on his left leg. He uh he threw down a dunk. Fell awkwardly. So now uh now we're going to see the uh Simmons and uh Tobias Harris show. Yeah. Which uh you know and and it it may be again a uh nice little showcase for a couple couple of our guys. I don't want to, you know, again get into speculation, but um it is what it is. I mean, Philly Philly has been rumored heavily for I mean, we're going to talk I think a little bit more about trades later. Well, um, yeah, it's be kind of funny too when Nemanita has to just walk right over to the other locker room before, <laughs> yeah, for real after yeah. the game. Just be like, "Yeah, bro, you can actually stay." And like that happens in sports. And it's always fun. It's always funny when it happens. I'll never forget. And again, sorry, Yankee guy here. When uh, when the Yankees traded for Ichiro in Seattle, and Ichiro just walked right over to the other locker room because the Yankees were in town. Really, his first game as a Mariner was in was at Safeco Field. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. That is crazy. Um. Fun fact, but that's very crazy. Very crazy. Anyways, uh, to round out tonight, Tyrese started third time this season. I think this is going to be a move for sure if it sticks through the end of the season, at the very least. And in my opinion, it probably will be. I don't think Tyrese Halliburton's going to come off the bench again. No, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, Yeah. Um, especially. I mean, I mean, we we've gone this entire podcast without even bringing up the fact that uh, Marvin obviously. Um, has sustained that injury that uh, what was it a fracture or was it a it was a, a fracture so in his hand it's correct? a fractured fork in his carpal. Uh, I don't know if that means it's fractured below the finger because technically your metacarpals go like into your hand I don't know I don't know how exactly where Frankie it, is where a doctor it, well I broke my hand before I my grandpa was a doctor he was no BGYN but hands and never mind <laughs> anyway anyways grandpa shout out grandpa uh I I don't know where it broke on his hand. <laughs> Come on, man. It's fine. Just, 
Just keep rolling. They deserve love too. Just keep rolling. They're doctors. They, they are doctors. They deserve love. They're absolutely doctors. I can't. I can't do that stuff. Uh, he broke his hand, finger in his hand. Don't know what that means. I saw Steph Curry. He took like what sixty games, and he had to get surgery to recover. Then you yeah, have guys like Gordon cool. Hayward, who took I think three to six weeks, which was about what they said Bagley would be out originally. Uh, they're trying to figure out, get second opinions, find out if they need surgery, find out if they can rehab, find out if they need to splint it. I don't know. Hands slash fingers are a difficult um, injury. It's not clear cut. It's like a strained hamstring or or uh, even like a torn ACL or something like that where you know it's going to be like a year. This He could be back in a month, month and a half. He could be back next season. We won't know until the team releases what they're going to do, whether it's surgery or just let it heal on its own. But um, – Tough break. Same hand that he broke his thumb on last year. No, I thought it was the opposite hand, no. I think, he, I think he hurt his right hand last year, his right thumb, and then he just hurt his left hand. I think you're right. I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. But point being— Somebody check us on that. Someone check us on that. Uh, I'm not a doctor. Um, pretty upsetting for Marvin. He he really, in my opinion, was not maybe not coming into his own, but he was playing, and he was playing well— if you look at his month-by-month month stats, he got better every single month and up until he got hurt. He was playing good basketball. And he felt it. Yeah, 12 points in the first half the other night. He was playing really well. So um, it's sad. It is. Um, yeah, there's there's no – there's really few positives, I should say. Uh, there's there's not any positive about Marvin being hurt. But from, from a, a Kings uh, organizational standpoint, in terms of what you can do uh, moving forward – um, like we said, I mean, I, I think this this gives Tyrese uh, the opportunity to to probably start the rest of the season. Um, it gives you know maybe Nemanja a couple more minutes to to showcase him. And besides that, I mean, I, I don't really. What do you see? Any other? I don't want to say positives about Marvin, but like things that uh, the King, things that you would like to see. Um, no, it, now that this is you know kind of it's because obviously Marvin's development was a huge point of the season um and so just with that being backburnered yeah it's sad that it took that um this injury to get Tyrese in the starting lineup with with De'Aaron Fox and Buddy and uh and Harrison well not Buddy I guess because my point was that I wanted this move to happen before but I wanted it to be with Buddy going to the bench because we all know the long-term vision of Monty and and this all Kings fans, I mean, everyone that supports the Kings, I think, can can pretty much tell you guaranteed that De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese are going to be the starting backcourt um, for the next couple of years at the very least. And I wanted this, this move to happen, and I didn't want it to come at the expense of Marvin. So not happy that this happened, for obviously. Sure. I, just, I, was, I was more hoping Buddy would get moved to the bench because I was excited to see uh, Tyrese, De'Aaron, and Marvin all play together in a mm-hmm. lineup because – I know Marvin wasn't closing games out in the lineup that you see tonight starting, which is Harrison, Rashawn, De'Aaron, Tyrese, and Buddy. That's the lineup that was closing games out when the Kings were on that great run. But it's just it's it's like an addition. It's a, I don't know, not addition by subtraction, but it's like it's like great for Tyrese to be in the starting lineup. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, it's a real tough. I mean, that work out. But then also now we don't get to see Marvin. And yeah, it's getting to a really murky area in Marvin's career and, and his his time with the Kings because. It's not his fault that he got hurt. It's not 
I can't even say he's like injury. He, he can make the argument he's injury prone because he's getting hurt so much. But yeah. these aren't injuries. No, the hand breaking a bone in your hand happens so fast in the NBA, and it's not like he's had a knee injury that's that's nagging no. him or, or or. I mean, honestly, I mean, I think that's it. It's just anything lower body, really. I think you know when, especially with somebody big as big as him. You know, he's six ten, six eleven, and you know twenty two years old. If he were to have anything structurally wrong with his lower body, I think. That would be something to be legitimately concerned about, but like you're saying, you know, two hand injuries. I think he might have had. He had a weird one foot lower, thing. Yeah, he had a foot thing. It was a weird for a foot thing last um, year, which he, is concerning. That but was it, concerning. It but hasn't he, flared up no, or anything he's fine. like that. And he, um, he, he, his knee was like what, 15 games his rookie year, but people miss yeah. games. You know? Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, it's just it. It's part of the NBA, especially for big men. It's a part. I mean. What Jaron Jackson hasn't played all season, and I'm sure you know Grizzlies fans are really upset about it, and you know, but I don't think, and you know, Jaron Jackson isn't the same exact situation as Marvin Bagley, but he's missed a lot of games too, and uh, it's just, it's just part. It, it doesn't have to be obviously a part of a young big men's career, but you see Joel Embiid too. You know, he couldn't stay on the floor. I'm not saying Marvin's going to be any of all those right, guys, you know what? obviously, but that pisses me off because people make this huge. It's always like, oh, Jaron Jackson and Trey Young and Luke and all these. Like, Jaron Jackson's name is up there, though. Yeah. Jaron Jackson's played in three more games than Marvin Bagley. Boom. Yeah. So how how can people ridicule Marvin? And I'm not saying go get Jaron Jackson, but Jaron Jackson's career, he's 15.5 points per game and 4.6 boards. Uh, Bagley is 14.5 and 7.5. Bagley's arguably a better sure. player than Jaron uh, Jackson. He's played almost the same amount of games. Yeah, they're different players. I think Jaron really needs to improve his rebounding and being like an actual post presence, but they do different things. Um, but I definitely agree with your point that um, I think it probably has to do with the fact that Jaron, I mean, he hasn't played a game this entire season. Um you know his his injuries have been more about longevity than like well, Marvin is like knee things, right? They have been lower body. Um, but you know, with Marvin, it's just been, you know, for example, perfect example, right before the bubble, we're all anticipating Marvin to come back. People are saying and then he, he gets good. hurt and, and they're like, saying he looks great. First game of the season. We're all excited against, uh, now Phoenix. I'm taking it back against Phoenix. We had double, double. So excited. Marvin gets a double, double. What it must have been the last three minutes, four minutes of the game. It was in garbage time. They're down by thirty points. And he breaks his hand or whatever it was, hurts his hand or breaks his thumb, and we don't see him for twenty six games. Garbage. And it's just like garbage time. It, his timing is very unfortunate, and it's unfortunate that he just keeps picking up these little tiny injuries that make it seem like you're just seeing his name in the uh, in, the, in the injury report more. And it's it's definitely an optics thing because you're right, like. Jaron Jackson probably deserves all the. I'm not going to say criticism, but all the same doubts it's not, that Marvin. Shares. It's not fair to give Bagley all this hell. And I, I know yeah. that they passed up Luca, yeah. and that yeah, again, that's not his fault. That yeah. was Vladi in his front office's decision. That was not Marvin's yeah. decision. He probably didn't want to come here in the first place. Not up to him. Hey man, you said it. <laughs> so it's it just it really is frustrating that fans are tearing him apart yeah. when the guy all the guy wants to do is go out there and play, improve. Yeah. Us or you, whoever's saying that wrong, yeah. and he can't. And you look at other guys that are kind of having the same thing happen to them, and they're being held in a higher regard. Why? Why? I don't know, man. I don't optics are funny. optics are a really funny thing, but um, I mean the numbers the numbers don't lie. And I mean, you know, Jaron might catch up and exceed Marvin pretty significantly at, sure. by the end of the season. But 
I think the point still stands that at this point, I mean, those are the numbers. And um, I don't know. I think uh, to to expand upon, you know, I think Marvin – it's important to also remember that, you know, with Marvin's injury here, and it was also true with his broken hand before, but he still gets to practice, you know, not with the team, but he can still play basketball. He does have a hurt hand. He'll be uh, able to he condition, can, too. Yeah, He'll he, be able can, to be he can condition. He can obviously, you know, he can watch tape regardless, but uh, he can still go out there, practice, work on things, and it's not like he will, you know, have to sit out basketball for a long time. So he's going to stay in shape, hopefully. He's going to stay relatively in the mindset that he – and I, I'm really hoping that he's going to – I'm sure he's very thirsty to come back. So Do you, do you know what? I feel like he'll be back. Do you know what uh, games. comparison? I saw that really kind of sent me over the edge, and I was just like, "For okay, Marvin, shut up!" Yeah, people were trying to say that Jason Thompson was a better power forward than him. Oh, that's insane! And it, I'm looking at seven years. He was our starting power forward for seven years. That yeah. is almost a. I can't curse. A decade. Yes, it is. He averaged. Hey, I think Jason Thompson most games played of any Sacramento King in history. Congratulations, and I'm sure. And he was a good guy, good teammate. Nine points a game, though. Six rebounds. Maybe the worst hands I've ever seen. Stop anybody. Shout out. Could not shoot threes. He shot what zero percent from three for (laughs) nothing. You're gonna tell me Bagley, who's fifteen and seven a game, just about, and he's shooting thirty five. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, like you shouldn't pay that any attention. Like, I'm that's, not. That's but absolutely. People ridiculous. were engaging with it. That people were like liking it and like laughing at it, and it's just like, what the hell? Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. It's JT? just it's misplaced anger. I mean, frankly, that's what it is. Like people are upset at Marvin. They shouldn't be directly upset at Marvin. Like you said, I mean, I'm sure when he got picked, no one, no one, I'm sure is thrilled with how this situation has no. played out. Marvin included, but, or his dad. Which you know, is, we expect it. Call his dad and ask wherever you want, or or his family for for yeah. saying those things about De'Aaron and all the other drama that has been coming up this year, and uh, get mad at Vladi for passing him up. Don't get mad at him. Yeah, not, not his fault. It's not his fault. And frankly, every time he goes out, he does run the court the entire time. Like, say what you will about what he does with the ball or what he does defensively, but he is out there hustling and, like, he's really, really trying to be a good player. He's not out there half-assing it. He's not out there getting upset at when he doesn't perform well. He's He does not lack confidence, that is for sure. No. Um, and I think that's only going to serve him well. And if he continues to do that, I, I think he's going to continue to keep putting up, you know, good, good NBA numbers. And eventually, hopefully, he can stay on the court long enough to really start to figure things out. Yeah, he played well this season. Uh, hopefully, we see him again. I think we will. I'm pretty confident we'll see him again. I don't think. Yeah. I think the Kings want him on the court. I think Marvin wants to be on the court. The fact that they didn't come out too and say. And we could be completely wrong. I again, I have no medical. Yeah, we, he could totally be out he, for four months. <laughs> yeah, they, it just seems like maybe it's not I that significant it, of an injury. Maybe yeah. it's like a maybe it's I don't know. Maybe he'll be back in a month, and he plays the last couple weeks of the season. And they really try to maybe people are gone, and they really try to hammer in the the Halliburton Fox Bagley trio like yeah. for the, the last ten games of the year. I don't know what the plan is, um, but fact is, are they going to extend him this this off season? At, right, right now, you, you can't say they're going to I wouldn't right say now. it's a good decision, too. No. I would not no. say it's the correct business decision. Contract year next year and uh, 
does Harrison Barnes or Buddy Heald do their situations money I mean, I was up gonna, that this too? Like this kind of rolls all into each other. Of like, do you? And I'll ask you this: Do you think that Marvin's injury plays any role in? I mean, and the trade deadline is a week from today or a week from tomorrow. When people actually. listen to this, probably. I mean, um, I'm assuming you'll hear. It so, do you think that? I'll just say, do you think it impacts it at all? Do you think it impacts timing? Do you think it impacts any decisions they were going to make? I would say probably not on that end, but um, I don't know. Do you do you just feel like maybe there's some sort of like reset of like, hey man, like, are we ready to do this? No, I think that whatever was going to happen is going to happen for still. Sure. Whether I think if if there's a trade for Harrison that Monty likes, he's still going to take it, even if Marvin was playing. I think they were hoping Marvin was going to play anyway because he would have gotten to play all those fourth quarter minutes that he hasn't been able to, to play. He'd be playing, he'd be getting those big minutes, 35, 36, 37 minutes per game versus the 29, 28, 30 he's getting right now. Um, I, I think that it doesn't really impact it. It could impact, though, other p- players. Like if Harrison or Buddy get moved, it could impact the Bob Woodards, the Jemias Ramseys, the Daquan Jeffries. Some guys that could get, like, the Justin James, who, who played tonight, and he played pretty well. played really well. He played really well. It didn't show up on the box score, but he, he was really active on defense and uh, really athletic. He's, like, yeah. super athletic. Like, he can, he's yeah. got a hell of a vertical. Um, it's just – it's sad. It's it's not going to affect him in a positive way, but I don't think it's going to affect the rest of the roster, if that makes any sense. I don't think it's going to have any um, – it's not going to have any, any like, Monty's not going to make any less moves because Bagley's on here. Yeah, more. I wouldn't think so. I mean, yeah, I don't think they're they're changing any decisions based off of, well, you know, we were really planning on having Marvin down the stretch or anything like that. Um, yeah, even I'm trying to think even if it would affect, like, the return they would get. But I don't know. I mean, I think we're we're hearing now that it seems like as the days go by, that the Kings are going to be less and likely, less and less likely to to move from HB and or uh, uh, Buddy. We'll ask you every week. Definitely seeming like like Nemanja still is pretty certainly gone. But so in an update from the SACB today, Chase mm-hmm. uh, Anderson uh, from SACB, you, and you can take what weight you want with this, but I, I believe I believe this rumor for sure that Nemanja is the only King that is for sure not going to be here after the. Also deadline. The deadline. I keep. Saying. Um, so I've asked you the last two podcasts. I'll ask you today because it's probably the last time I'm going to ask you until the deadline because we we probably won't record again until next until uh, the deadline day on the 25th. Um, unless we we're breaking record, news, yeah. we'll come back in. If there's a trade made, of of course. Hopefully, we will come in uh, asap actually with a new trade. But I'll ask you again: Does Harrison Barnes get moved? I guess this would be my final verdict on yeah, this. Final verdict because. I mean, unless he gets traded, we're not going to talk about it again until the deadline's passed. No, I don't think Harrison Barnes does. I think he, uh, I think at the end of the day, like you said, unless it's like a really, really great offer that it's just like, man, yeah, we never thought we would get two first-round picks or something for Harrison Barnes. Uh, I just think that we're just going to find ourselves in – the same situation next year, and there's there's nothing wrong with that because if anything, next year you can. Again, I kind of I hate to talk about players like this, but like next year you just add Marvin to the equation. Like next year you can build a package of 
Buddy will still be on the same contract. Uh, uh, Harrison will be on an expiring contract. Marvin will be on an, an expiring contract. So actually next year they're even more movable than this year. Um, so that's a long way of saying I think after everything I'm hearing, after all the pretty pretty loud skepticism that it's it's going to happen unless it's something great, uh, I'm I'm gonna fall on no Harrison Barnes does not get traded. Yeah, the the like I think we talked about before, uh, the returns don't do it for me. It sounds like the returns don't do it for Monty either. The Aaron Neesmith and first round pick from Boston is not gonna do it. And hey. If those aren't going to be more valuable to the team than Harrison Barnes is going to be over the next two years, so be it. Let's keep HP. And uh, so my answer also is no. I, I can't see him getting moved unless they get a real godfather, can't say no offer. Um, I would like to keep Harrison. I really would. Um, Buddy, is Buddy going to be traded? This one's tough because a lot of – the rumors have actually, like Harrison, been pointing towards. I think actually, I think it might have been Sam Amick who flat out said that I would be surprised if Buddy got a moved. version of yeah he's pretty much he said a version of if I would be surprised if Buddy got moved and HB didn't or other way is that right uh, he, would pretty, he would be surprised yes. if if yeah. Harrison is gone and Buddy stays if that's the case yeah. correct I get yeah yeah that that sounds about right I think that's right. Um, um, but anyways, uh, I, I actually am going to fall on the side of I think Buddy. Uh, I think Buddy's probably going to go. I think uh, I think he's a pretty coveted piece. He does have a lot of money, which is going to be tough to swallow. And I think there's only a handful of teams that can even end up taking him. I do think, honestly, and I think it's going to be with Nemanja too. The more I think about it, so I think it's probably going to be a package to Philly. Um, for something. That's my answer, too. I don't know why, but for some reason, I do have a feeling that Buddy's going to get moved, and maybe he doesn't, and that's fine. I can't see him finishing out his contract here. I, No matter how hard I try to like envision it, I can't envision Buddy Heald being a, a king in 2024. Um, but I really think of Nemanja, Buddy, or a white side Buddy, some kind of I don't think Buddy will be going by himself is yeah. my point. I think it'd be kind of a multiple asset thing. Uh, and it, I don't think the, the return would be that great either for Buddy, which is sad. Mm-mm. It might be a couple, maybe like a an expiring contract in a second-round pick. It might not be sexy yeah. at all. Uh, but the point is the best thing you can do is get the money off the books, yeah. free up that space for Tyrese I to play. Agree. Buddy is a good player, a good shooter. He's going to have success somewhere else. We have to accept that. It's going to hurt. It's not going to be fun to see when he has uh, those big nights we know he can have. But he doesn't match up with the time frame. Like we've seen Sam Amick and all those guys say, the front office isn't really making that. They're not being shy about letting you know those whispers out that he is not a long-term piece. With He doesn't fit the time frame. De'Aaron's 23, Tyrese 21, Marvin 22, uh, it just doesn't work. So yeah, and I think he'll he'll do a lot better just on a team where he's not necessarily so focused on. I mean, if he, you know, is just a bench like we've been clamoring for 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 this team. If he's coming off the bench for a really good team and he's just sitting in the corner waiting for the ball, I think that's a lot better, Buddy Heald, than 
a Buddy Hill that we're seeing now who has to kind of create create a little bit of offense for not just himself but for others. And, you know, that's definitely asking him to step out of his comfort zone. Um, and, you know, he's done okay with it, but we've definitely seen him struggle with it. So Another quick little fun fact, not to backpedal, not but we're about to move on anyway. Fun fact. Um, Buddy Heal, when he came into the NBA, I believe he was 23. Am I am I correct? I think he was well, 23. Well, I mean, that's senior in college. I mean, there's there's much debate on how old he is now. So I think he's officially 28 now. He's so. going to be 29, and Marvin's 22, which is it, it kind of put things in perspective for me. Uh, on the way over here, I was thinking about it over here, like just thinking, good my God, Marvin's 22. He should be a junior in college right now, and here's I don't know. Just give the guy some time. I'm. To to close out the trade slash Marvin <laughs> segment, uh, I'm not giving up on Marvin. Even here or somewhere else, I think he's going to be a good NBA player. If it's here, cool. If it's not, I still think he'll be a good NBA player. And uh, I don't know. I just wanted to let that be said. Yeah, no, I mean, Marvin's a bucket. Like, he's going to – even if he loses his hops completely, I see a, a Zach Randolph game for him, you know, Ooh. where he's just going to – he's man, still man going Marvin. to get 14-7. and seven. Old like, man Marvin, like yeah. – in 12 years. It's, yeah, I, I really – Zebo. I think, um, you know, and he can he can develop into – he can develop into Giannis Antetokounmpo. Shut <laughs> That was old, that was old, old and Paul if, and he uh, said that. Yeah, if uh, – yeah, that is not my quote. Please do not quote me Old and Paul and he um, said that. He can be – I, I say that to say he can develop into we – don't, we don't even know because I really do think – I think Olden is definitely out of his mind for saying <laughs> – uh, he that that Marvin could be uh, Giannis, but I I like the spirit of what Olden's trying to say. I think um, I think the spirit is like this dude can do a lot more than what we have seen, and I think like if you know if he reaches just like many other incredibly talented players, if he reaches his max potential, which is very hard to do, but. We're seeing people reach it, you know, more and more people reach it all the time now. Um, he can be something really, really special, something that we don't we don't currently see now. You ever um, see that YouTube video, yeah. Leave Brittany Alone? That guy? Leave, yes. Leave yes. Marvin alone. Leave Marvin leave alone. Leave Marvin alone. Yeah. yeah. We, it needs to be Matt George. We need to get Matt to, like, Matt look. Matt like, Yeah. yeah. And, like, throw on some, like, eyeshadow, some eyeshadow and, like, and just, like, look and, like he's crying for 10 hours. Yeah, like he's, like, under, yep. Just like, leave Marvin alone. Yeah, leave Marvin alone, everybody. But cool. Chris is going to cough. Uh, also, big shout out that to me. That voice hurt me. Big shout out to me. Huge, huge shout out, Frank. For having a, I'm having like a Jordan flu game with, I have a, a canker sore on the inside God, part of my lip. This guy. It hurts when I'm talking. So all of you out there, I'm, I'm fighting. <laughs> I'm fighting through this guy's thing, man. playing through it. So uh, fight for out. my life. I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> I'm fighting for my life. Uh, shout out Kells. <laughs> we can't shout him out. Nah, no, nah, probably not. Probably take not. Back. <laughs> take so back. Uh, HB, we both agree staying. We both agree, buddy. <laughs> we'll be on the today. move. The De'Aaron Fox buzzer beater was fun. That was that was very fun. Do we have awards? We do have awards. Uh, we have our awards that we like to give out uh, on at the end of most of our episodes here. At least once a week, we like to give out. Our king of the week and our to be determined cola um, slash. Of, we don't want to get sued by. Yeah, Coke. we don't want to get sued by Coke. We've, we've had some conversations we with can, some people. Let's and, get away with it till they till they come out and Coke machine of the week. Let's, ah, get, let's, whoa, let's get away with it until they come right, get us. Come right, get us. All right, all right, Sponsor all right. us. What's up? 
Wow. All right. Uh, oh, I, I shot. I am a, I'm, a, I'm a Pepsi guy, though. So. Well, bro, you just ah, completely fumbled I mean, the hi, bag, bro. Coke representative that's listening to this. You I love just Coke, completely Coca-Cola. I can't say that. This I guy. Don't. Now we're going to be drinking Mr. Pibb all freaking day. <laughs> RC, anyway. RC Cola. <laughs> RC Cola. Diet right. <laughs> it's my, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so we'd like to give out those two awards. Uh, Coke Machine of the Week, King of the Week. Y'all know what it is if you've been listening at this point. Uh, let's, uh, without further ado, let's do King of the Week. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Bang, man. I think we both are on the same page for this one, right? Yeah, I mean, we... you know what? No, you you do yours. Oh. I'm going to switch it up. I actually forgot that really? I, uh, I switched it up. I picked a different person. Oh. Yeah. So you go you. Okay. Well, in honor of him having a buzzer beater, not well, it's not a buzzer beater. He told me, I mean, technically 0.7 seconds left does not count as a buzzer beater, but you get the point. Game winner, he has been on an absolute tear as of late. He has been averaging almost 30 points per game over the past five, six games. He's up his scoring average to 24 points per game. De'Aaron Fox, the star of the Kings, the offensive pulse of the Kings, uh, over the last one, two, three, four, five games, he has scored at least 28 points or more. Uh, tonight, he had 11 free throws out of 13 tries. His free throw shooting has gotten remarkably better over the past couple games. Talk uh, about it. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he had a bad showing against the Charlotte for sure. He was one for oh, – wait, that's not – that's three points. He took 10 three-pointers against Atlanta. Yeah. I'm, I might take that back. Homeboys. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. He, he, he has been – tripping on his threes yeah he, he's really him. been feeling himself i don't know if it's i again i, I guess still. i think i'm just making excuses it might be fatigue i don't know he, the point is he needs to relax on those shots i do like the last shot he took though that that game winner was his range. oh it felt beautiful come out of his hands beautiful. tonight the little beautiful. step back and nothing but net but his free throw shooting uh he was six for ten against portland five of six against houston eight of ten against atlanta six of nine nice against charlotte come on man and 11 of 13 Against the Wizards, so good job, good job, Darren. Uh, what I mean, I'm, I'm more. I, I can't even think about mine right now because I'm thinking about what is your surprise. Uh, my my uh, king of the week is what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, my king of the week is none other than the big guy, Rashawn Holmes. Ooh, yes, sir, Rashawn Holmes. Uh, last three games here, uh, looking at his log. 20 points against Atlanta, 17 against uh, Charlotte, and 18 tonight, or today, I should say, against Washington. Had a 17, and 15, 17 15, and 6 stat line that against was Charlotte. absurd. Uh, four blocks in that game. Just, I mean, he's been out of, he's been playing out of his mind. I mean, we talked about it last week about how Rashawn is, is uh, maybe on the best contract in the league in terms of, like, what he is producing for. Um uh, the dude is. Ooh, wait a minute. Does he get traded? So supremely valuable. I don't think he can. Honestly, maybe that's the one who, with Marvin's injury, that impa- that impacts it the most. Because I mean, already Rashawn was irreplaceable in terms of value and production. Now <laughs> you can add depth to that list as well. Because I mean, they just don't. They legitimately don't have someone to play there if they do trade Rashawn. Um, unless Me Too comes back. And well, Whiteside, but he might be gone too. Whiteside might be gone one, too. Which is one we didn't really talk about, but you know, um, 
that goes without saying. I think it goes without saying that Whiteside probably will not be here. But uh, yeah, uh, but, but just big ups on Rashawn, man. I mean, he's averaging like what is thirteen and a half, fourteen rebounds for the past couple games here. Yeah. Uh, shooting still in, still shooting above sixty percent in all these games. Like it's Bro, the push shot is the undefeated. Season. It's just it. You know what's crazy too is I'll watch uh, just whatever any random NBA game you put on, and you just see Bigs just fumble that shot all the time. I mean, just I mean, I think uh, Hassan Whiteside took Perfect. one or two today, about, where it was mind. just like he just clanks it to the back of the back back of the rim, Perfect and example. it's like you forget like. The shot, Rashawn makes it look effort. It looks like he's playing beer pong legitimately. I've tweeted this like four times. I want to see the dude play beer pong. I need to see him we must do on it. tables. Rashawn, if you have anyone that listens to this podcast, Rashawn, let's, let's play it Let's sometime. run tables, bro. Let's do it. I want to see it happen because he makes it look so effortless. And he hits net. every. It's not even like he's hitting, you know, bounce, bounce in. He's got it locked in from pretty much anywhere inside the key. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm rambling because it's just such a beautiful shot and it's like, we take advantage for, we take advantage uh, or we take it for granted. I should say, uh, just because when, when slash if, or I should say if slash when he's, uh, he eventually does, uh, move on to a different team. Mm, It's going to be, it's going to be tough to, uh, to see him hit those because I mean, those those are so such easy points and like, honestly, this is wild to really like think as a concept, but like if Marvin were to just model his game after Rashawn Holmes and be, I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to disrespect Rashawn, but be a better Rashawn Holmes because Marvin's got all the talent in the world. If he just takes the easy opportunities that Rashawn gets and adds a little bit of Marvin flavor to it, I don't like. I I just I think that's the type of player that. Like anybody can, anybody really it doesn't even have to be Marvin. Anybody yeah. can model their game and be like, "Bro, this guy gets the easiest sixteen and eight every single game just by not overextending himself, knowing his role and getting the easy baskets." Yeah, man, I, I'm team extend Rashawn at this point. I uh, I hope they don't move him. I I really think that and he's only 27, so he's three year deal maybe three year deal. Pay him well. It's and, not that I don't think the Kings will value him. I think they will. I just think he's gonna. I think he's money. gonna get more money than what makes sense to pay him for a team that's not winning. The Milwaukee Bucks of the league or the Lakers of the league. Probably gonna, not because I don't know if they can do his contract like that. But like maybe. Well, like just as an example, Pacers like or those you know, winning, yeah. those winning teams, Miami, whatever. Those, I think those winning teams that, that yeah. have the. Yeah, they don't, they don't yeah. care about the luxury tax. They're winning. Or I mean, this would hurt the worst. Like, I mean, well, they got Wiseman, but like, if the Warriors or something had yeah. had Rashawn, yeah. Well, I mean, they have room. They could do Wiseman and Rashawn. Yeah. Which, anyways, that would hurt. Uh, Rashawn, I agree. That's a good. That's well deserved. Well deserved. I like it. Thank you. Uh, now let's move on to our cola, Coke, Pepsi, um, RC Mr. Pib, RC Cola, Diet Right of the week. I'll go first on this one because actually we kind of have. Uh, Actually, we we talked we talked about it quite a bit earlier. Uh, mine is fans who don't root for King's success um, or don't understand that the Kings don't need to lose every single basketball game they play. 
Um, I'm just, I mean, frankly, like this is nothing new. People have been saying this since, since the Kings have been bad, which is as long as you and I can remember, but it's just, it just does nobody any good. I mean, this, I, I, I'm just sick of seeing it. I, and I'm sure it's something that everyone in Kings land, Kings media has gone through and seen, but, um, it's my time to complain about it because I'm just, I'm sick of seeing it. Like I don't, I, I just don't understand the logic of, watching the game it's one thing to not think the team's gonna win like we said you know the kings are playing boston and philly full disclosure i don't expect them to win either of those games no me either if they win either of them i'm not going to be like man like damn it they really messed up this weekend like they could have like come the end of the season we're gonna look back and be like was that Boston game worth it? Like, was that worth that win to ruin a shot at Cade Cunningham? Maybe not, for sure. Like, I mean, t- it happens in football all the time. The uh, the Jets messed up their their chance of getting Trevor Lawrence, and now they're going to get Justin Fields, and they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence because they decided to win a second game on the season. Is that apples to apples? Not really, but it's you know, it's the, the I see why people have that mindset, but it's it's just. As a team, and you know, again, we talked about it earlier. There's no the players aren't going to go out there and try and lose the or no. try and lose the game. There's not really any benefit besides your draft pick being better to losing these games. It doesn't not, it doesn't help your players develop. It's not teaching good anything. As we've seen, and I think I mentioned this before, like De'Aaron Fox being on a bad defense. It's not good for him. Like it's not because we came, De'Aaron Fox's career when he came in, he was touted as a defensive player, and I still don't. I don't think De'Aaron Fox is a bad defensive player, but you can't say he's a good one when he's a part of the worst defense in NBA history. Like you just can't. Like you cannot. Gary Payton's not going to be on the worst defense in NBA history. Like that's you know. And again, like is me saying that apples to apples? Like no, but. My point is it's just – it's not – there's no benefit. If you want to see the team succeed in in the larger scale, they need to succeed at some point and in small forms on a small scale. Them. Exactly. You, you root want, for a different just, team just check that in, wins then. Check in when the Kings are good in a you year want a or team two years wins, or three years or Kings, however long. Bro. If the Kings are going to be good in five years, check in in five years. I don't know. Just stop putting your effort into making other fans miserable for being happy. It's like, okay, like – can I, need I not to sanitize be, not, my hands after that? I don't know. Can we not be happy if the Kings win a basketball game? Sorry. If it, I don't know. Just don't watch. Don't be a fan then. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I will not root for the team to lose. I can't do it. I won't do it. Uh, I'll hope that, that they find success in the draft or how, however. And if, again, if they lose, I'm not going to be like, damn it, lost. It's like, okay, well, I guess it doesn't hurt them technically. If yeah. they win, okay. <clears throat> that was fun. I enjoy watching my team win, but I'm I not going to sit yeah. here and, and compare complain and cry about a win it's also just like how many times like why does losing have to losing does not always equal getting best player like for sure you obviously have the, who best. Had the worst record you in have nine complete in 09 who had the worst record in the league in 09 uh i think the kings no yeah yeah the kings when that was the time that did was we get the number one pick no that was the, when blake griffin was the best yeah. player no we didn't um and also i mean i think when I think of when people are so quick to want to guarantee themselves good players with low picks, it's like you don't need to get a good player at those picks. You see 
what, Jimmy Butler was like the 28th pick. And these are extreme examples, but it's to show that these players are available still. Donovan Mitchell, 14 or 12 or something like that. Kawhi Leonard was in the in the teens. Clay Thompson was in the teens. There's people. I mean, Tyrese Albert. He just got a 12. Tyrese people fall, man. I mean, there's been – how many people have the Kings passed on at seven? Just at seven, you know? There's – what, if they passed Thomas Robin. They passed Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, there's the there's talent on. besides at the tip top. You can still win some. You don't have to be the worst team in the league. You know, you can still win forty percent of your games. The players, don't it's give, okay. The players don't give a damn. No, they're, they're not. No, and also they need to win to in order to get more contracts and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just I don't know. That's my rant. It's okay. It's no, a wash. It. It's a wash conversation, but put, that's my two cents. I try not to put too much energy in any of that I know. Stuff. I definitely don't. I definitely like, try no, not to. No, I, I'm saying like I feel how you feel, but like with people on Twitter or Facebook, it's just like I'm not going to feed into the, they need to be in the top five. They need to be in the top five. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What if we do and then it doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to take the chance and go in the top five and see how it works out, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it because we've lost so many good players. We have no control. We have no control over it. I mean, yeah, I, I no hate control. to slap everyone in the face with it, but like, we got the number two pick, and everyone hated it. Yeah, so mess that up too. And also, like, this is a completely different conversation. But like, in that exact draft, like the Kings were supposed to be seventh. You could argue if the Kings stay at seven, and just by all intents and purposes, it seems like they were going to take Michael Porter Jr. at seven. I mean, isn't I like that isn't Jr. that in terms of stress for Kings fans at the moment a little better than what we currently have? I'm not again, I'm not trying to point anything at no, Marvin think- or say anything, but I just like, you know, like sometimes there's beauty in just letting the chips fall where they are and then seeing what's available where you are and taking again taking what you can I totally and then agree. just keep rolling with it. I totally agree because again, we have no control over it. Fans trying to kill other fans because of being happy because of wins. Uh, it doesn't work out. And uh, maybe the Kings trade HB. Maybe they trade Buddy. Maybe they lose out and they get a top three pick and they get Cade Cunningham or Jalen Suggs or whatever, and that's great. I'm really happy about that. But I'm not going to sit here and pray they lose every game and get a chance because we might not get there anyway. Maybe we maybe we do place in the top three and we fall out to six or seven. Happens all the time. It could happen to us uh, game by game. Or maybe we take the one of them that isn't the generational talent. Yeah, I don't know how anyone can just <laughs> assume we're going to be great because we get a top five pick. It's just not going to happen. Nope. Uh, it hasn't happened in 15 years. Nope. So. Uh, mine, we've been waiting. I already talked about it already, so I'm not going to touch on it too much. Plus, we've gone long enough. Uh, just fans that are being uh, my cola, Coke, RC machine, diet right. machine, diet right uh, machine of the week is fans that are uh, going at Marvin Bagley because of the fact that he's injured. We talked about this already, so I'll just say be nice. Uh, don't be don't be asses and and uh, you know he's a kid. He's twenty years old, probably younger than you are by a lot, uh, younger than us by a lot. So uh, why attack a kid over something? Again, as far as things that you cannot control, he cannot control. I'm sure he's not thrilled about his hand being no. broken either. I'm sure he's not thrilled about people going at him and calling him a, a bust and a joke and yada yada yada. Like that's another thing. If you're a fan of the team. Why would you go at him? So, um, I feel like we're like, I mean, they're probably like 
people listening. Is yeah, like, I mean, our culture, our cola machine of the week is fans. Yeah. Fans are the you. real bums of the week here. Um, you so listening? We love you guys. Uh, <laughs> please make sure to subscribe, listen, and buy all our merch. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but really, no, no. I mean, it's a. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a very stressful time to be a Kings fan. It's very stressful. It's very like I've said before, polarizing. People are, are either with their pitchforks out or they're just kind of like me, which I like. People got mad at me because I'm kind of like late. I like I feel like I'm laid back and kind of just whatever. If we win, we win. Yeah, if we man. lose, we don't. Others are you don't understand, and that's fine too. You can have that. That's fine. But <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand. They you don't need understand to understand what I understand. Is that what something. accent is that? Because we're on. It's just the. You don't understand voice. Okay, it's just it's St. Uh, uh, Patrick's Day, so we're we're not doing any more of the Irish. <laughs> no. Okay, no, I, Speaking, Irish people are very nice. They're not gonna. Hey, they're not gonna just you know Speaking, rail you for being Kings. Right? Speaking of Irish, uh, Celtics come up on Friday. <laughs> And, dude, uh, is that racist? No, it's, it's a basketball <laughs> is that, team. Whoa, dude. Wow. Are you assuming that that little guy's uh supporting oh. the Irish people? I I'm know. I'm assuming so. Wow. I mean, wow. he has a he has the he has the, the jacket the, on. Yeah. Wow. What is their mascot called? A leprechaun, I think. Or like what's his name? Does he have a name? Is it Seamus? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, like uh Connor McGregor. Yeah, I was trying to think of Celt like what what would be cuz you know how they like to do like Benny the it's, Bull now or they call Larry like, Bird. That's that's Larry Bird now. Oh, what gotcha. they what they, they like they make the leprechaun's face Larry Bird on the Celtics <laughs> logo, like how it was like the the New Orleans baby mascot, oh my like something kind of creepy like that. Yeah, don't bring that thing up. <laughs> I have nightmares about it. All right, well now that we're talking about the baby mascot from the Pelicans. Yeah. I think uh, we've had enough. You remember the original Condor? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, that thing was scary. That thing was horrifying, <laughs> and then they thought a baby be better. Yeah. Uh, sorry if we lectured to you guys. Yeah, uh, sorry guys. It was a great win. It was our bad. It was a great win. I'm assuming people turned it off at that point. So, yeah, all good. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Uh, that's it for me. I mean, I don't really have anything else. We like we said, uh, we'll probably be back. If, no, we will definitely be if back. News if, breaks. Uh, if anything happens in terms of you know, if someone gets waived, even if there's a trade for sure. Uh, if, you know, I don't know, Favex sells the team or something like that in the week, <laughs> we'll be here. Uh, we will be, uh, pretty much, I think, yeah, we're, we're, we're open until the deadline, right? Like we don't, yeah. we don't plan on recording until the deadline. Mm, so if, if absolutely nothing happens between now and the deadline for the Kings, then, uh, we will record next Thursday after the deadline and, probably ask a lot of questions about why nothing happened um so be expecting something and if you don't get anything from us don't blame us blame monty blame vivek it's their fault nice that's uh that's a good way to end it yeah i uh, I think that uh we won't get in trouble for that at all no not at all there's no reason why i could see why anyone would be upset at that okay well uh i'm gonna go home and try to take care of this canker sore again huge props (laughs) to me Huge props I, uh, to you. You know, I really thought through it. You have no idea, man. You're working. You're you are playing through injuries right yeah. now. I mean, I don't want to talk. I don't. You know, I don't want to discuss your medicals and no. anything like that. But you're definitely currently playing through this season. Pretty inspiring. Yeah. Pretty inspiring. I'm inspiring myself. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, people can learn a couple things. I can. Um, so, for everybody's uh, favorite hero, Frankie Cardicelli, I am Chris Watkins. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy Kings basketball for the week and uh, try. Make sure to set your Woj notifications. Woj yeah. and Shams. Woj notifications. and Shams. And, and Sam Amick, too. 
and sure. I guess us. We're probably not going to tweet anything breaking. But we'll let you know when we're recording again. We will let you know when we're recording again. See you guys next week. Shout Thank out you Pfizer. so much for listening. Shout out Pfizer. First doses in First our arms. First doses in our arms. That's it. That's it. Shout out Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs>